0: Hello and welcome back to the Keeper Lit Podcast with me, your host, Tara Gallagher. Okay, so hello everyone and welcome back to the Keeper Lit Podcast. Today I have a very special guest with me. I say that every time, but this one is special. (laughs) Today I have um, Hannah with me, who is one of my clients. Um, So she is going to come on and talk a little bit about herself and her journey because it is absolutely inspiring. Um, So yeah, I'm going to hand it straight on over to you. So Hannah, introduce yourself. Hi, yeah, thanks a lot. Um right,
1: um Hannah, I am one of Tara's clients. We uh, started with the Thrive Group and uh continued with the Thrive Group. Yeah, so thriving. <laughs> I am thriving, hopefully. Um so um 47. Yes, I am. Um just with regards to my sort of story of how I got here. Um I'm a nurse in A and E in Cavern and obviously a pretty Uh, physical job, um, always a bit of a dodgy back anyway. And then when lockdown hit, started doing a lot of cycling with the boys, back got a bit twingy. Typical healthcare professional just ignored it, (laughs) (laughs) kept going to work. And then one day I was at work and suddenly my back went bang and uh, I was in agony, couldn't walk, um, and Eventually managed to get an MRI through work. It's got to be a few perks of the job, hasn't there? Yeah, there has to be. <laughs> Not many, as you know. Yeah. And um, I herniated two discs, L four and five. So I had I was off work for about ten months. I couldn't walk. It took me about ten minutes to get out of bed every morning. I Bless was miserable. You. Couldn't do anything with my kids. You know, I'm sort of mum with. There's a bouncy cast in the back garden. I'm the first on it. Yeah. <laughs> And it just changed my whole life. Um, and then I ate. I sat at home, because normally, I, you know, the times I'd be at work, I wasn't. Yes. Um, I'm separate, so my kids are with me all the time. Mm-hmm. So normally, like I say, they'd be going and I'd go off to work, but I'd come home. And on the way back, I'm, from dropping them off, I would go to the shop and buy copious amounts of crap, basically.
0: Yeah,
1: emotional eating. Absolutely, I would just eat and eat and eat and eat and eat. I got bigger and bigger and bigger. Um, And you just go into denial. You just go into denial about what you're doing. Um, And you just buy bigger clothes. And you put away the clothes that don't fit. And then you're feeling more loathsome. um, And off you spiral. And then eventually, you know, like I say, I was 10 months at this point off work. I was also broke. Um, eventually, I went to see an orthopedic surgeon, and he told me to do Pilates.
0: Okay. And I know you did
1: Pilates the other day. Didn't I you? did.
0: I'm a Pilates girl. I'm, like, I'm not I'm not converted yet, but it is me it? No, no, I just think it's totally underrated. Yeah.
1: Um, because yeah, because my um, this I had my MRI scan with me when I saw this consultant, and he put it up on the big screen, and he was very blunt. He was like, you "See all this white stuff? That's fat." That's, That's what fat. you need sometimes, though. So. I told you did. I needed someone to tell me to get on with it. Yeah. And he said, all this is fat, and it's not supporting your back. There's nothing supporting your back anymore. I want you to go home, get good pain relief from your GP, start walking, pushing through the pain, and do Pilates every single day. And I did. I just did it yeah. online. you know, because we were still kind of locked down, I think, at this point. Definitely COVID was still rife at work. And... um yeah, I did Pilates every single day. That's amazing, though.
0: Sometimes um, you need, like, someone who's blunt and brutal to, like, tell you that. Oh, totally. you know, like You know, the there's sort of a period of time thing. where you need a rest, and then the rest, you probably needed that kick.
1: I'm the sort of person, if you tell me what I need to do, I'll do it. Mm-hmm. And he kind of put, he put the ball back in my court, because initially I was a bit like, oh, that's not very nice. Yeah. You know, pointed out how fast I got. And, uh I, and I think we culturally we don't talk like that anymore. Yeah, We don't talk like that. Like I say, in A and see people all the time, and doctors just don't want to say anymore. You're overweight. Go and sort yourself out. It's like we can't say that to people anymore. Like, yeah. Hey, I need so yeah, it made me f- it made me accountable really, and I thought only I can get myself out of this because he was very honest and said I could operate on you, but all I'm doing is putting new Maserati on my driveway. That's <laughs> like, okay, fair enough so that was that that's Um, good yeah I just so the walking and then I started doing a little bit in the gym I really had not a clue what I was doing no idea and I was just doing cardio really no idea about lifting weights didn't think women did things like that um and then I thought "I, I want to do something else I'm getting bored and my youngest son started doing a bit of boxing so I went and spoke to his coach and he said oh I don't teach adults I only do kids um, but he said, there's a guy in a skidding. Um, gave him a ring and uh, off I went.
0: Off he went. And now you're beating people up for a living. Right, oh, yeah,
1: because that's, that's how I met your sister, Kona, because she was be yes. going as well, just one to one. And then we had our first fight. So I sparked, your sister's punched me in the face a few times.
0: <laughs> <laughs> she would enjoy that. She'll be listening to this. Oh, <laughs> God.
1: Well, we used to both get so nervous because I think as well, like, You know, I'm not a violent person, I save lives for you. And then suddenly you're stood in front of another woman and you expect to punch each other. You kind of mentally... Have to get over
0: that.
1: Absolutely.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, So, yeah, we had our first fight night together. That was because I met your parents then as well. And, uh, yeah, Kona smashed it. Yes. Uh, Mine didn't turn up, so I had to uh, get another opponent. who was about six foot.
0: Wow, they didn't turn up?
1: She turned up, but you have to have a medical... And she didn't pass her medical. Her blood pressure was really high. She obviously saw me and was petrified. (laughs) And um, she went, they let you, I think they let you go off and chill for a bit and come back. She came back three times and they said no. So I thought that was my fight night over. And then this other girl stepped in and, uh, Anyway, they marked it as a draw. I think they just felt sorry for us really. <laughs> and I didn't care. I've done it. Was so yeah, hard.
0: exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That's all that matters. But that just shows you, like, you went from never boxing to doing Pilates to end up in a boxing ring and then falling in love with it. Because now you, like, love boxing. It's, like, one of the things that you go to nearly as, like, not just a form of exercise, but, like, it's social. And it's where you get your buzz from. So it just shows, like, how you can do anything
1: yeah to- it's the one thing if I if like Mark Close, my coach closes the club in the summer for a week or so he doesn't have much time off to be fair <laughs> I'm proper like oh my god what are we gonna do what are we gonna do
0: yeah yeah I think
1: it's it's I, I have one-to-one sessions for an hour three times a week and it just your head is empty and my head's very busy I'm probably a bit like mm. you My head is busy all the time. It's always about two days ahead. Uh Planning this, planning that, what's with work, what's with the kids, that and the other. And it's find really hard to switch it off. You know, I find that's where,
0: yeah, in-person training is good. I think it turns you off for that hour.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Concentrate on
0: nothing else. Yeah. And
1: then it's, so I'm fitter than I've probably been since.
0: 100%. I actually want to stop you there because my sister, you came to the cross on the other day and um I think you had shared a few times because I don't ever obviously tell my family who I'm coaching or anything like that but they've seen you were sharing my stuff and then Cohen was like oh my god I used to box with her and I was like oh I didn't even realize that and then she's seen you at the cross on one and she's like Tara she looks like a completely different person I was like <laughs> that is actually insane because obviously I only like you know, seeing you from when we started, but um, mm. she was so shocked. But even just like more your energy, she was like, "You're so like more positive and like your mood and your outlook, and even physically, you look a lot different to what she had seen." But um, it's just a testament to you because that wasn't even that long ago. Um, like that first fight that you had was it last year? Yeah,
1: yeah, it was last July. I think. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So that's not even like a very long period of time to even be like, "Whoa!" Because so imagine what it would have been like before. You know what I mean? Um. So that's absolutely amazing, and you're still going. You're the fittest you've ever been. Now you're doing everything. <laughs> yeah, but I've slowed myself down a bit. <laughs> I think no. it's
1: like I don't feel old. Obviously, you know, I think I'm at an age where you're quite aware of your mortality, and especially being a nurse, you know, people are coming in with strokes and heart attacks, and they're not much older than me at that mm-hmm. point. You know, I've got my friends are now losing their parents um and it suddenly makes you go oh my god um I need to look after myself mm-hmm. because I did, you know I know you're you know you're what 25
0: yeah and I imagine
1: you've always been into fitness I would have yeah. been very at school but then you know I started going out I started smoking and mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah blah um and you can bounce back from stuff but I can't bounce back from stuff like I used to.
0: Yeah, I
1: want to live a long
0: time. Yeah, it's it's yeah. health focused more than anything,
1: and I and not just want to live a long time, but I want to live well. I don't want to be someone who spends the last ten years of their life struggling to get upstairs mm-hmm. or falls and breaks a hip. And you know, I, I don't I don't want to be that old person.
0: Yeah, uh, I think that's so important.
1: And I think it has to start now because. It's too late. Start in 20 years it will be
0: too late yeah and that's the thing it's like the best time to start was yesterday the second best time to start is today just because you can't go back in time so whilst I'm not sitting here saying or you're not sitting here saying if somebody is a bit older and is listening to this that like it is too late but also like prevention is better than cure so you're better to you know start now no matter where you are or what phase you're at in your health or your life and um, because it will stand to you when you get older and I think that's something I learned very early on was um, like how important your health is and I definitely think that was from being in the hospital in London I was like oh my god like this is how people are living like this is not living you don't want to be in here you don't want to be like especially orthopedics radiographers work a lot in orthopedics Surgeries, like older women, especially like majority of the hip surgeries that are done are on older women um, who have got like osteoporosis, osteopenia. For anyone who doesn't know what that is, it's basically low and um, bone mineral density. So you you could literally open a door and break your wrist. Um you you could twist and you break your wrist, or you just fall. And, and don't get me wrong, everyone's bone density drops down as you get older, but you can help yourself by taking vitamin D or getting daylight exposure and by resistance training it's so important because like you said you don't want to be 70 or 80 even 60 and not be able to like play with your grandkids or run in the park or be able to lift your groceries in or be able to go to the toilet even small things and people don't realize this but as you get older even hitting like menopause etc like your bladder will get weaker your pelvic floor is a lot weaker like you mightn't be on your period but you'll have to wear pads because you basically you're incontinent like all those things come from having a healthy and fit lifestyle and it's not just about how you're how small you can get your body sometimes fat loss is actually very important for you to be healthy so for example when you had gained all the weight and it was really important for you to drop that down but now it's about like how you're feeling how like stronger you're getting how your health and your fitness has improved and that has had a knock-on effect on your life as well and um, so it's so amazing to hear that I think it's so important because I think from someone like me who's quite young people don't really take me on because they're like oh you're young you know you're healthy you're fit but and I get <laughs> it I get it <laughs> I get it I get it. but it's so refreshing to hear it from somebody and um, like you who has been through it all who's also a nurse and um, and who can even stand up and say like there's times where your doctor might be like beating around the fact that they have to say you do need to lose a little bit of weight. Like the only cure here is that. Um, and I think sometimes it's not until like you check yourself and you're like, oh yeah, okay, actually I needed to hear that. So people be like, oh, doctors are shaming me. I'm like, mm, they're not shaming you. It's actually the only medication you can get is is I free. It's full you know, of exercise.
1: I think it empowers people as well. So I can say, I felt, I came away from that point, the point with that orthopedic surgeon feeling empowered. I felt so out of control for so many mm-hmm. months. Pain with my overeating. I couldn't do the job I loved. Couldn't be the parent I wanted to be. And suddenly he was like, "Well, this is how you take control back of your life again." And and I think we need to do that in healthcare. And I think it's kind of gone away. It comes with everyone's so PC. Everyone's so worried about what they say to people. And I look. Like, you know, you know, when you go to AE and there's a triage nurse, so I'll be sitting in triage and someone's telling me I've got this, 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 and this. And have, I'm having two conversations in my head. I sound like a bitch now, I'm not honest, but it's going, well, look at you, please. You're smoking. I can smell alcohol. I like you're overweight. And, they, and a lot of people just want a pill. They want a pill. Um, but I also think on the positive side, I think there's a big cultural change happening, especially for women in fitness. I think women, like when I was kind of your age, Rosemary Connolly was the big thing. I don't know if you know, who she, was. I don't think I know she was she was the big she was the big health guru okay. and it was all Lycra in bright colours. Oh yes and it was fat loss it was it was no nothing everything was fat free. Fat free everything was the way to go. And you just did copious amounts of cardio. That's all you did. As much yeah. as possible. And that was going to get rid of your cellulite and everything. And you know, women didn't lift weights, women, women didn't go to the gym like that. They went to classes. And I think it's it's still a bit of an issue. People at work will say to me, you know, I'm, I get a lot of compliments, which is lovely.
0: Yeah.
1: And they go, what are you doing? And I'm like, well, I'm boxing and I'm weightlifting. And then I like, oh, I couldn't do that. Anymore. I don't yeah. want to get both. I'm like, oh, God, if only. Yeah, if only, if only. <laughs> exactly. Oh, my God, if only. <laughs> and they're so good biceps, please. Oh, and honestly. Like, and they just... You know, some of them are guessing. The young ones, I think, but women still of my age and older. They're just, that's still sort of, oh, no, oh, no. But it'd be interesting to see in in 30 years' time, if we are seeing women with less osteoporosis,
0: who are stronger.
1: And I also think, as well, there's a massive cultural shift in, and this obviously relatable to my age, is in in menopause discussion.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: Definitely. You know, or you just have hot flesh and get on with it. And now it's just like everybody I know, all my friends and me, we're all on HRT. Yeah, They realise that it's going to help us move forward in our health.
0: Yeah, for sure. And, and every, every woman goes through it. through it. It's as natural as puberty is. It's just in seeing that it's not. And it's the same about- length of puberty. Yeah,
1: I don't think people realise that it, you know, you, oh, you reach fifty, your period stop, off you go. It's the same length as puberty, if not longer
0: yeah and harder because you're you're trying to still be a mom still trying to work still trying to run a household still not like not everyone I'm not saying everyone's a mom but you have a lot more responsibilities at that age so you have to get up and get on with it like when you're 13 years of age and you've got a terrible period pain your mom will probably write you a sick note and you won't have to go in but you can't really do that and <laughs> work um so it is it's amazing to <laughs> yeah it's amazing to see actually if you don't mind speaking about it a little bit because I do actually have quite a lot of um people who would reach out to me and um who are either maybe perimenopausal or postmenopausal or just going through it and um they are struggling with like motivation and obviously their body changing and everything like that there did you find for yourself um was it you who went and like, because I was here a nurse and got you the HRT, or did you have a supportive doctor who kind of guided you towards that?
1: Well, I got to the point where I was getting a period every two weeks. And I was like, what's this? And then the hot flushes at night were just horrific. And anxiety, I kind of got this anxiety. Now, I'd, I'd struggle, I'm totally honest, I struggle a lot with low mood. I always mm. have it's my teens, I have to really work on, on that. Um, but anxiety was never something that was really and I had this weird anxiety that I knew wasn't related to life if you know what I
0: mean
1: Mm -hmm. it felt chemical yeah um and it's sort of on edge and I was like this isn't right this isn't right and luckily my surgery has and I think this is where the NHS is moving forward for all GPs has a doctor that specializes in women's health and they have to be menopause trained and I spoke to her and she is fantastic she there was no sort of are you sure are you this she was like what do do you want to do and I said I want to try the HRT yeah
0: and
1: it took a little bit tweaking because there's so many different methods yeah and um you have to find the right way but I uh no hot flashes and my children like me again (laughs) I think they do periodically they do yeah
0: yeah it's a very hard time though for first of all for kids to understand as well you know like what is going on with mum like even like I know, being around like my mom and stuff, sometimes you'd be like, Are you okay? But you don't understand <laughs> it either, you know. And it's it's it is very hard, um I think just to even process it for yourself and for them. And then you're like, I feel bad, but also like, I can't control what's going on. It's, it's like you're a hormonal teenager, but you're older, it's very hard. Um, and aside from the fact, obviously, that. You, you nearly feel like you're not in control of your own body anymore and w- what's happening to you and you're trying to I suppose process the changes in your body which are so normal and so natural the same way that your period is but even it's only like now today that we're starting to talk about periods and the fact that like you know we're not men and all research is done on men because we have periods because we couldn't be included in the research in case we got pregnant and like all those small things and there's just such a lack of it that now it's so nice to see that it's being talked about and people are opening up about their experiences because like you said it's not just a case of like going in and getting there it's the same way you don't just go in and get the pill you might take a pill and it, it, it drives you batshit crazy the other one might make you bleed for 12 weeks but going back and be like it's not right yet it's not right yet and don't be afraid to do that and go back and be like still i'm still not there yet and there will be something that helps you do you find like keeping up with the exercise and stuff was that hard at all as you transitioned or it actually was the kind of inlet that you needed
1: now, I think one thing I've learned from you as well during all this Thrive and everything is you you forget that women it, we can't function the same where we are in our cycle because now I'm on the HRT I have normal cycles again mm-hmm. you would. and I can totally feel when I'm tearful, when I'm down when I'm really strong you know like when my period's finished that's the best time for me to be in a boxing ring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I feel strong. I think <laughs> <really laughs> that's how I feel. It's like I wish I could feel like this the whole oh, time, but I know the week before I'd be more nervous, um feel less strong, feel feel more tick, te- feel just feel more fearful, really. Yeah, and that, that annoys me. But I've kind of learned because you've you've been very vocal about this sort of thing as well about listening to yourself and what you're capable of depending on your hormones. Of just going right, well, I can't do that this week, it's yeah. just not gonna happen. Chill out, yeah. Um, um, because yeah, we're not you know, we're not the same as men,
0: no, we're not the same as men, and well, also I mean, men
1: have that up and down all the time, but it's just yeah. not gonna happen, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, and men like men go through other things as that like themselves, they're not gonna be 100% every single session, that's not possible for them either. But just women, definitely. And I say this, I actually, I did another podcast on it. I'll actually link it in the description below about like training on your cycle. And it's not a self-fulfilling prophecy of being like, I'm just going to eat shit on the chocolate and I'm going to just sit in my bed and cry and feel sorry for myself. There is a, a part of you, you to be like, right, I'm still going to go and I'm still going to just work at the capacity that my body lets me work at this week. Other people are very affected. Some people will be like, completely change their training styles. It's not that like you have to change your entire training style, but you do have to talk to yourself and be like, hey, listen, you know, it's okay that we're not going to be 110% today. Because once you take that pressure off yourself, then you can even enjoy the exercise. And you can just accept where you are rather than sitting and grappling and feeling like you've lost all your progress. Because one week later, literally five days later, you feel like super fucking woman, you're ready to go again. <laughs> like, it's mental it's actually mental Um, and obviously some people like I said experience it a lot more other people don't notice it at all but it's about knowing what your body is and how it works and then working with it rather than against it because you actually live a far easier life not physiologically more psychologically and where you're like okay I don't have to beat myself up here I can go to the boxing ring or I can go to the gym and and strip the weights back a little bit because next week I know I'm going to be doing double um, and listening to your body, it's so important. And I love to see those conversations come out. And then also, like, trusting, even in me, it, when I say things like that, I'm like, you need to trust me and try it for a month. Um, mm. And then see next month if you come to me and you're like, I'm so emotional, I'm so tired. I'm like, mm, let's look at the date last month. Is your period doing? They're like, yeah, I'm like, mm-hmm. You know, hmm. That's maybe really why. So that's why we track it. It's not just because I'm like, when's your period? You can take the week off and eat chocolate. No you need to eat more food physical food your body is yeah. burning more calories like it's really important that so it's it's so important for us to understand our bodies and work with them I guess and that's definitely what you've been doing it's even what we've still been working on so when you came to me and um, yeah like how did you um, find me or what were you struggling with Um, we'll talk I, a little I, bit about like
1: because I followed your sister on Instagram And then obviously a lot of your stuff was coming up and I was, I'd got, I'd had a PT at this point just once a week, like in person Mm -hmm. and it was fine. She taught me lots, but I didn't feel like I had, I wasn't getting anywhere. I wasn't sort of learning how to transfer that. Then what she was doing with me to to doing stuff on my own. Mm -hmm. So it was like, we were just, I was planning around on my own and in the gym, my own days. And just doing stuff with her once a week and it was just wasn't getting me anywhere. Mm-hmm. And I just got something missing. And then, you know, I saw about your Thrive thing. I well, thought, yeah, I'll give this a go. So you've taught me completely how to progress because I just didn't understand how to do that. I mm-hmm. wasn't monitoring anything I was doing. So I had no idea what my PT was making me lift. Or yeah. what weight she was putting on on anything. She was taught, teaching me how to do exercise, and how to use machines, yes. but I then had no idea what was being put on those machines. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, like I said, when I came to do it on my own, I was like, "Oh, I don't know, is that right?" Yes. So, with the Thrive program with you, I've learned how to do that. Um, That's so good. Adding, it, you know, increasing the reps, increasing the weight, but then also a new thing I've learned in the last couple of weeks because I had a bit of an injury on the shoulder. Is that I don't have to keep doing that. Yes. I At some point, just go, right, we'll drop back a bit. And it's not the end of the world. I'm not going to put three stone on it overnight. No. I'm not going to wake up with no muscles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. It's fear. <laughs> It is. So kind of, I'm learning to give myself permission to slow down. Yes. Which is needed. I, I will go in. You know, I'm like, I think as well because I get so excited that all this fitness stuff has changed me in the way you say your sister's seen the way I've changed. Yeah. I feel that most of the time.
0: Yeah.
1: Say more to me, because obviously the job I made in A&E and I only work nights and weekends. So I, I might bump into someone I worked with two years ago who hasn't seen me. And they're just like, oh, my God, look at the difference. And it's not always just look at the size of you. Yeah. Or the shape of you. It's you're just... Hand the way yeah,
0: that's less. what she said. Was your energy like that? Was she was like aside from obviously, like physically, she was like your energy. She's like so much more positive, and I'm just like her aura is like giving off good vibes, you know. And I was like, that's such a, a lovely thing to say about anybody, but to notice that there was a shift, even for it to become like that, is something that's really nice. And even like she obviously sees you posting stuff on Instagram and stuff and you're out running and stuff. Um, it's just so nice to be able to see that transition. But I do think as well um, with in-person personal trainers, not bad at all. Like that's where you learn to lift. But there does come a point where you need to realize that that works within one hour. But unless you have someone who does basically that and then shows you how to do the other 23 hours of the day or how to do the, the training on the other days, it it's really hard to progress. So sometimes you're like, well, the gym doesn't work for me. It's not that the gym doesn't work. It's just that you're going in there on autopilot, nearly having that one hour of switching your brain off, but you don't even know what's on the barbell. You actually don't really know. You're not taking on what they're saying at all, unless they're very not not saying that they were not a good PT. That's what 90% of PTs are, unless the the other 10% is like, this is how we do it. This is how you're going to do it. Do you have any questions now? Because you're going to do this on your own. You're going to come back to me. You're going to tell me was that okay or do you need help with that you know it's the outside support so I definitely think that's where online coaching definitely differs and for sure if if you want to like learn how to do a squat or how to progress a lot of performance goals like coming to me for boxing that's not gonna work you need to go to a boxing (laughs) trainer you know or come to me for Pilates that's not gonna work I'm not a Pilates teacher or you know trying to learn how to maybe even get your confidence up in the gym sometimes people need in-person personal trainers for that but the other side the other 23 hours the other life that's where in-person or online coaching definitely comes in um, and helps you as well and then I know you came to me as well speaking a lot about shift work so Contacts anyone who's maybe just dropping in this podcast. I am a radiographer and Hannah is an AE nurse. So you only work nights. I had the privilege of doing days and nights, um because I don't know how you physically do it, I he did nights. Um. Oh my Something god. Only love
1: is I never see management.
0: Yeah, uh, that is so that's so Positive. That's the only positive. I used to love the fact at nighttime, right? Because during the day there would be hundreds of staff right there and at night there was only like two of us working in the hospital and for imaging and you would be your own boss as in you're controlling you were like taking you know responsibility but also like just no one's over your shoulder or trying to you know it's just it's so much nicer but the the circadian rhythm for me was just not happy um but I did learn and I'm very grateful for it because now I can help a lot of people with night shifts and just kind of set up a little plan so um you were kind of struggling kind of with nutrition training yeah uh, around night shifts because that's your day patterns like sleep what um were you kind of struggling with before and like where are you kind of now
1: yeah, so I, I know we discussed very much at the beginning of Thrive that I was just struggling with when to kind of eat.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then the cravings, and I know you wouldn't stand this, at four o'clock when you could literally eat a whole chip shop. Yeah. Um, and Amy's just always just full of cake and rubbish. And, you know, we've got loads of doctors on Ramadan at the moment. And there's just food everywhere. everywhere. And then people are getting takeaways at 12 o'clock at night um and it was just I just found it was depressing get it was getting in the way of my work. So I was thinking about food all the time so now through you I've learned I'm kind of having a big meal before I go to work mm-hmm. which is something I would never have done done I kind of couldn't face it mm-hmm. and now I do I have and I just I take a few bits with me yeah but you know they just small amounts just something to keep me going a little bit. routine I think is yeah. the thing that you need um, to get and it's just kind of, like, it's still hard sometimes. Like For dreams. sure. because, you know, you feel it at four o'clock, four or five it's
0: o'clock. The f- four or five o'clock was the window yeah. that I was like, I, it's the hangover you know, if the hunger If you know if you were asleep, you'd only be waking up hungry,
1: but we're feeling that hunger yeah. when it's happening, when we should be asleep. So it's just so much harder and so much longer to have to fight it. I've mm-hmm. uh, got much better than it coming home and having breakfast here at home. And then going to bed. Still yeah, having sleep.
0: A yeah, I was a terrible sleeper. I used to. I'd be like, just keep your eyes closed until like nine till eleven. I'm like, come on. I would lie to the bed like squeeze my eyelids and <laughs> trying to. Because some people can sleep all day. Some people it doesn't affect at all. Some people can just switch the switcheroo. Yeah. And I'm like, no, that doesn't work. But definitely, first of all, environment in work is a massive thing. Is just because people are buying takeaways. I also had this thing in my head when I first started I was like well I couldn't eat a big meal before because I'm gonna be so tempted by food in work so then I'll probably eat in work so I'll not let myself have this food because if I eat this food and I eat that then it's doubly worse I used to have that thing in my head being like what if you eat that instead as well but that's not how it works like if you give your body actually food and it's like okay I'm satiated now and we have like even timings, I remember timings would be a big thing where I was saying to you, like I w- at maybe 10 or 11, I'd let myself have a cup of tea and um, some sort of like a chocolate bar or something. That's what I kind of wanted then. And then the window came again at five and I was like, I'm hungry now. So you have two options there to either have your breakfast quite early, like an overnight oats or whatever, or have some form of snack that is still good. And always bring snacks with you in reserve, whether you keep them in your locker or whether you keep them in your bag that are maybe a little bit more nutrient dense but also cut that craving that you're not going to go to the vending machine or fall into a cake at 4am because it's not going to give you but it's true, literally with sleep literally literally it's true and also the emotional side of working in a hospital or working on night shifts like the stuff you see in there should not be seen by human beings and you're having to day with that and you're supposed to go home you know what I mean it's that there's so much that plays on it and you don't even realize because I know when I had like if I had a you know there's always one night or two nights that are like bad nights and you see stuff and you're just like what the f- is going on in this world and it does impact you even though you have to put and you, you all have that armor of being like you know you have to detach but still you're you're still human at the end of the day so all that kind of plays on but I definitely think yeah having a little bit of a routine and knowing that like it is hard and giving yourself permission again if there is a night where you're like I'm starving like I'm gonna eat on that night and it doesn't make me a bad person or whatever um because a lot of people online or if you read about it online because I remember I used to do so much research about it I would all the time um and I was looking and it would be like you know have your last meal and then don't eat all night and I was like how do people not eat all night like some people can do I remember one of my best friends her name is also Tara she just like I'll have an orange and I'll not eat the rest of it and i am like
1: nobody
0: uh, I I like, <laughs> don't even wants an orange in the middle of the night <laughs> yeah literally i was like what? <laughs> but i find if you have a routine that works for you then it works um, and even we were talking about sleep because you're not a great sleeper was kind of just having average sleeping hours of the week rather than be making yourself feel bad and feel guilty about only being able to sleep that window because for me to turn around and be like can i get eight hours of sleep a night is not very helpful for you because that's also so, so normal night. Yeah, the yeah. So things like just cleaning up your sleep hygiene and then also working on hours of sleep over the average of a week rather than you know just focusing on that day. And everyone is different. Some people do need the full. will go to sleep at nine in the morning and then not wake up to two p.m. Um, but I'm very glad that we've been able to help you through that because you're thriving you're boxing you're running you're so football so football, so football so as well, yeah. And then this, well this lady, yeah this lady came to me the other day and was like oh, i'm really struggling to get that leg day and i was like yeah because you literally picked up four for <laughs> my legs
1: broken actually yeah.
0: um, <laughs> honestly um but no it's so lovely to see even the transformation you've had and running that's one thing that you really wanted to get into I and why really what did you do the other day Hi, Kate. Okay.
1: Yeah. I Do you know what? I've never mm-hmm. been a runner. We had to do, when I was at school, my school was on two different sites with a park in the middle. And once a year we had to do cross country. I hate it. Like I was always into netball and hockey and well, I stopped football when I was 13 because I didn't have girls teams then. But I was always sporty at school. But running just for the sake of running was just ugh, so boring. So we used to go into the park, teachers would sort of be following behind. Me and my friends used to jump in the bushes. And uh, wait till a few went past. It didn't want me right the front because it just looked iffy. <laughs> and then when they'd let them run <laughs> around the park and then we'd jump back out, so in the middle, go panting a little bit. Oh, <laughs> We've worked really hard still, you know. And that was our cross country. I <laughs> hey, absolutely hated it. So I've never oh, been yeah. a runner. I was complete pear shape as well. So there's a lot of, you know, junk in the trunk, as they say. <laughs> so I'm just not streamlined to run. Yeah. So, yeah, it's kind of. I've never run that far in my life. That stuff. That's amazing. I've I done a few. We've done a couple of these color runs, you know, with me and the boys. But and their five k. But I've always had to stop and walk. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's just it's been brilliant. And it's no, been, you've I've done so. Doing it with so mad. Well. And uh, it's been brilliant for him as well because he's autistic and he struggles to focus on things.
0: Yes. He
1: flips from one idea to another. And we've had a lot of mows. Do we have to do this again, mum? Like, yes, yeah, do. And I, I really enjoyed seeing him because the other thing I've got out of my fitness journey is that sometimes you just do shit. You don't want to do it and you just do it. And I think that's a really, really good lesson for life mm-hmm. because life is hard. And if you just did stuff that was easy or when you wanted to, you wouldn't achieve anything. No, either. no. You know, wouldn't time, we wouldn't want to go to work or we wouldn't get out of bed. And, uh, and I love seeing him go, oh, mum, don't we really want to run today? And I go, come on, let's go. And then seeing his little face when he's done it. Yeah. Um, that's why you did it, Joe. Because yeah. how do you feel down? Because oh, I feel amazing. Yeah,
0: um, that is I, so I, nice I, to I, see.
1: I don't know am about now, but yeah, I just, I haven't, I
0: haven't managed to persuade the other two yet, but I've lost yeah. that. <laughs> they're in the teens now, so they're lost. <laughs> yeah, they're going they to they're gonna have to catch on <laughs> later on. And, yeah, no, yeah. but that's so lovely because it just, first of all, shows, how I suppose they're like Joe even even your other kids as well are like they're watching you and they are taking on board what you're doing and they will see like first of all discipline also like how amazing it is to you know, stay active. I'm sure they've also seen a transition in their mom. Like not maybe they don't even know how to articulate it in the sense of being like, I don't know what's going on, but she's happier or she's you know, she's she's got her own things going on. And that will actually stand so much in the future as well for the, for them to see that. So it's amazing. And also Joe is a wee weapon. He was at the cross on one the other day and he was like zoom, Zoom zoom. I was like, Joe, come back. come back into the group. You're way better sure, than yeah. the rest of us. I know literally and um, and it was so lovely as well because we well I have done a cross on run now. Um, and we're doing another one on Sunday. You're coming, right? We'll be there, yeah. Yeah, um, with Joe, which is great. So if anyone's listening, you're well capable of coming. Um, And the other thing is now in your park, you are getting people out running as well. So yeah. tell us about that.
1: Yeah, so I think that's another thing that's going to come with this fitness journey. Is my confidence has gone through the roof. I've stopped caring what people think about me, maybe a little bit still. But most of the time I don't. And... I think because my confidence is much better, my fear of rejection is has got much better.
0: Yeah.
1: So if someone says no to you about something, it doesn't come, doesn't feel personal. It just feels that's fine. If you don't want to do that, that's fine. So I thought, you know what, I live on a limber state. Um, I know a few people. You know, we kind of know of each other and little hellos and whatever. And I thought, I wonder if anybody else wants to come running with us because after running with your Crescent Club, yeah, I, like I love running with other people because most of the other stuff I do is on my own you know my yeah. boxing's on my own I'm going to gym on my own because I like to go to the gym on my own yeah don't want any gym friends no I don't
0: want any friends but like, we can go to the same time but but yeah, unless
1: do talk to me headphones in my music go away I might <laughs> yeah. do a little gym nod always do a little gym nod if someone comes in but that's all you get yeah um so I thought you know maybe nice and uh we've got like a group chat for sort of looking after the green areas of this day and uh so I put a thing up on there, and yeah, three women have got back to me. So oh, we've, lovely. Done, we've done three little runs, and it's nice because one of them's got five star, which I think is incredible.
0: Yeah, incredible.
1: Um, and but she had not done any running. she does this high rocks now. So I said thought God, if you do high rocks, yeah, you can run yeah. um so she and then the other girl, I know she's just she had a fourth child fourteen weeks ago, would have run before. Mm-hmm. Um, really wants to get back in again so this is her That's first time out since her baby and it's just been really nice like yeah. they they went they went to this morning without me how rude no only because i couldn't because after my little 5k yesterday i wanted to rest listening yeah <laughs> yes. yeah so but it's just been really nice just it's yeah. nice to run with others and it's nice to feel that I'm kind of brought something out
0: brought something together yeah you're inspiring We're not
1: having on so the same numbers but you know and then there's another girl who's on holiday at the moment she's gonna join us when she comes back
0: lovely that just shows like how inspiring you are to other people as well and then just one thing that before I let you um go is I kind of you spoke a little bit about it there was just like sometimes you just have to put your head down and do things um and I don't want to let that comment slide because I think that is so important. And whilst I definitely am a very compassionate person because I think health and fitness is multifaceted when it comes to especially like weight loss or training or whatever, it's not just a program and it's not just calories, there's a lot more to it. And I'm very compassionate, but also you cannot expect results from work that you do not do. You can't be mad at yourself for for not having results if you physically are not doing the work. Um and I think some people are too soft on themselves when it comes to that and they just don't want to hear that. They nearly are looking for the next quick fix because they just don't want to do hard work. Um, but whilst it's hard, it's rewarding. And 90% of the time, it feels amazing. But there's still that 10 or 20% of the time where it's a hard ass slog. Yeah. It's not easy. You don't want to get up at 6 a.m. or you don't want to go and train or you don't want to go and do your food shop. You'd rather have a chippy or Whatever it's not easy there's times where you have to just check yourself and be like but no it's for the greater good so it's like for your future self. but I think it's so important what you said there like I know you probably experienced it where you're just like I don't want to do it today but totally. get up and get on with it
1: <laughs> I used to when people sort you know sort of in my job I might not work with someone in my team for a few weeks if we we're on opposite yeah. ship. and they'll see me and they go oh my god you've disappeared even more you know and they're like, what do you do? And I used to reel off what I do. And now I just go, I just work really hard. Because I think yeah. that's all I need to say. Because that is what I do. Mm-hmm. I work hard. But it hasn't... The scales, I don't care about the scales anymore. I just want to be strong. I want to feel healthy. I want to be able to say yes to everything.
0: Yeah. Physically, yeah.
1: physically and mentally. And this is feeding that. And it's opening... I wouldn't... A year ago I wouldn't let my boxing coach take a photograph of me.
0: Yeah.
1: Now I'm bloody talking to you.
0: Yeah, and you're in the Fermana Horald. You're
1: like, <laughs> I haven't done that in a million years. No way. He wouldn't yeah. I wouldn't even shadow box in front of a mirror because it was just I didn't want to look at myself.
0: Yeah. And I think that's, that's, not just,
1: that's not just because I'm more happy or I see physically in the mirror. I think here. it just it just feeds into itself. Mm-hmm. And then I think it also brings Nicer people in when you feel nicer about yourself, you attract nicer people
0: 100%. Like you are energy, and and you are cliche. That is not
1: something new age and creepy, it is the truth. And you don't part with the crap. I've got rid of people that have not been good for me,
0: Mm -hmm. it's very
1: important, or I've not been good for
0: them. Yeah, vice versa. When
1: you're miserable about yourself and who you are and how you feel, you're not good to other people either. No. so I've you know I have people in my life I've known all my life gotten to bits but then it's bringing in new people and new positivities and I'm also going no that's not for me thank you
0: yeah and not sense. yeah no 100 100 boundaries are necessary and you attract things into your life and opportunities into your life that you probably would have never dreamed of but it's because you are giving off that vibe that people also want to be around you um, and it takes, it takes a lot that's in our work, I guess, that people don't really realize that they that they have to do or get to do, I suppose, because it doesn't have to be the latter. It doesn't have to be, you know, you back then feeling like it, you were a victim in the situation, not happy that like you took control of it whenever you realized. And sometimes it just takes someone saying to you like the balls in your court here, like you yeah. can do this yourself, like take the tennis racket, like let's go. Um, and when you take it, you realize you have the power to do it and you can do absolutely anything. So for context, whenever you did um have the back injury and stuff, you gained obviously a lot of weight. You have now lost what I've lost
1: three stone now, but I kind of that's kind of so the bottom of my priorities. Yeah, now. yeah, I don't that really, just shows you.
0: I don't really get on
1: the scales anymore. Yeah, it doesn't matter because it's just a number, mm-hmm. and my body's in a completely different shape. Um, and it's strong, and I think yeah. It's, I have some muscles that I like and, <laughs> big muscles I like I said, I've been I've been playing a bit by a shoulder this week but um I don't I used to be in pain all day every day mm-hmm. and I'm lifting I can lift 80 kg and not hurt my back yeah so
0: that's, that's amazing the kind of, that's yeah. the kind of stuff
1: I care about now
0: yeah exactly and that just shows you that like being in a smaller body is not what made you happy it's the actions that you did to get there and the actions that you continue to do that are obviously as a side effect your body has gotten smaller but you don't continue to do what you're doing or you didn't get to that certain weight on the scale and be like I'm happy now No, Mm. you realized during the process this makes me feel really good I feel really empowered like I'm getting stronger I actually don't care about that I care about this and it's not to say anyone out there doesn't care about how they look because because even now like as a side effect you can look at yourself in the mirror you know what I mean it's not to shame anyone into being like body fat is not what needs to be dropped sometimes that is what needs to be dropped in the process but Mm. It's about the actions that you're doing so that not only can you do them to get there, but you can maintain them, which you can definitely do now. And now you're going above and beyond and like adding other things in and like loving the process and loving the journey. And it's only getting started because this is this is for life, you know? Like yeah actually this is different forms will come in, but it's 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 for life, which is really empowering and really fun. Because when you give into it, you're like, This is actually amazing. <laughs> like being a child again. Like I'm like, what do you mean you don't want to go work out? Like I feel like I'm in the background. Like, <laughs> honestly but no this has been such a lovely chat so thank you so so much um for coming on um yeah thank i can't have... wait to see huh? thank you for having me on no it's been absolutely amazing so um i want to say well done and i've absolutely loved having you on thrive and thriving so hopefully you're not going anywhere because we're only going to get bigger muscles thank um you and are... a better <laughs> <gonna> <laughs> I'm, no, I'm about doing my <laughs> eldest son because he just literally
1: has to lift something. And there's a bicep. on am like, oh god.
0: No, she, she's gonna get pull-ups chin-ups pull ups and chin ups next.
1: i pull one. Well, oh, I think it's gonna take a long time.
0: But, well, we've got forever, so. true. very true. Exactly. So thank you so so much.